You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a flashback Friday episode, and today a classic interview from the vaults of Survivor Oz. We are going to hear from the very first boot of Survivor Marquesas, Peter Harkey. Now, probably thinking a bit of an obscure one, this one. Why on earth are we playing this one? Well, this actually was the winner in 2014 of Best Survivor Oz Interview. So this one's got a little bit of uh, fandom behind it. You voted for this as the best interview of that year. And it's a memorable chat, if I am not mistaken. Peter was a great person to chat to, gave a great insight onto his time on the show and and a thoroughly entertaining chat. And you're going to find out right now why that is the case. So let's hear from the very first boot of Survivor Marquesas, the full season of Survivor, Mr. Peter Harkey. Peter Harkey competed on the fourth season in the Marquesas where he finished in 16th place. Finding himself on the outs from the beginning, he was labelled weird by most of his tribe members and was unable to last any longer than three days and became the first ever male first boot. I spoke to Peter about why being voted out was the lowest moment of his entire life, the extraordinary story of how he knew he was going to be on the show and the connections that came along with it, as well as why he nearly visited Richard Hatch in prison and his close friendship with Boston Rob. Peter, welcome to Survivor Oz. Hey, Ben, it's my pleasure to be here tonight. Big pleasure to have you on the show. You're the 11th person we've had from the Marquesas. More importantly, I will say, Peter, that as a first booted contestant, you get um, a lot of feedback, a lot of fans. One of the people who works on this show is a huge first boot uh, fan, and he's rated you in his top three first boots of all time. So, um, well... There's the love. I, I guess, thank you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an exclusive club. I think kind of that as much as there's a winner's club, I still think well, there's a first boot club because, I mean, you know, you guys have got a, some sort of special connection, don't you? I don't know. I don't know if anyone really want, intended to belong to the club, but I'll go, I'll, let's go with it. You've got to go with it. Come on, you're the, you were the first sure. male ever to be the first I, boot as well. So, I mean, there's a record, Peter, that you hold. <laughs> There we go. Yes, yes. Well, it's been 11 years uh, since your season um, has aired, of course. I mean, is it surprising, I suppose, to still get contacted for people wanting to do interviews with you after all this time? Uh, It is. You know, um, Ben, I come from a small town, so, um, you know, a week doesn't go by when someone uh, doesn't talk to me about Survivor, so it uh, it stays uh, it, it stays with me. I do, I, of course, I don't get calls from uh, you know the networks or interviews like this is a big deal you know today to be talking to someone in Australia, <laughs> but the Survivor itself is is. is is mentioned to me all the time. Is it, um, and we have a lot of fun with it. Is it something that you think will always be that way? Because, I mean, as I said, 11 years later, I mean, clearly it's uh, still on our TV screens. It's still fairly popular. I mean, do you sort of expect it just to be with you for life from now on? I uh, I didn't give it any thought, but um, it, it, I think as long as the show is airing, I think people, um, you know, will mention it. As I say, I come from a small town. So, you know, if, if someone now comes in, they're 10 years old, and the dad comes in and says, oh, geez, you know, this man was on Survivor. I say, how old are you? And he says, 10 years Well, then I can say, I won. I won the million dollars. We all have a laugh about it. And then a lot of times it's, uh, my line is, if it wasn't for those 15 other people, I was right there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect way of, uh, of looking at it. I always say this to um, contestants we have on the show from Mark Cases. I know a lot of our listeners are sick of me repeating it, but I just have to say, I don't know if you were aware of it, Peter, but um, your season itself never aired in Australia, actually. Mark Cases, um, they skipped a season. Well, in, in that 
case, I want to tell everyone I want. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. This is where exactly um, I'm going to go back and edit all that introduction out and say that we have the winner of the Marquesas on the line, Mr. Peter Harkin. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but I think um, I think for a lot of Australians, I mean, obviously most Australian Survivor fans have gone back and um, watched your season now on, on DVD. Yeah. Did you kind of find once they released it on DVD that maybe that interest sort of even got sparked up again? Because I'm sure like the 10-year-olds that you mentioned that you meet, um, some of them, you know, once they're discovering Survivor, are going back and watching your season. So it's kind of, to them, you're like a new player, isn't it? Um, you know, I never really gave it any thought, um, you know, whether the DVD, I don't have a, uh, the DVD. As a matter of fact, Ben, um, I've only wa- watched my episode that one time, the first time, yeah, because uh, being voted off, you know, we can joke about it. Now, it was just a miserable feeling mm. I, I can't overstate it enough it just was it was just terrible it was uh horrible uh especially those first couple days like uh disbelief what and, was uh, it like then i suppose waiting for it to um to air i mean there wasn't as big a gap between when it was filmed and aired as it is now i mean you only had to wait a couple of months but sort of knowing that there's all this anticipation when you're announced as being on Survivor. People, no doubt, are very excited to see you on there. But I suppose deep down, you're thinking, "Well, shit, I'm the first boot, guys. Don't get too excited." Uh, it, it, it was an interesting time, you know. We, we, you know, we're sworn to secrecy. Of course, I told my wife as soon as I, in my immediate family, so I didn't want them shocked or making any bets with Vegas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, I really tried to honor the uh, the uh, the commitment that I gave to Mark Burnett and Survivor, and trying to th- keep things uh, on the QT. Mm. So you know, it was, it was a little uncomfortable. But I I had a wonderful time. I tell you, I, I really it was horrible being voted off, and I'll explain that even deeper later, hopefully during the interview. And then I really like uh, within a few days, it uh, like I suffered my pain <laughs> there. Uh, with the people, uh, 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 you know, Mark Burnett's assistants, and uh, and I really went, uh, I was really down in the dumps. I think Mark Burnett was even worried about me, and, and he talked to me, and, and and then from that point on, still on the Marquesas Island, uh, New Cahiva, it, uh, it really went uh, quite well. It, uh, and so I was fortunate. Hmm. Um, and uh, so I'd, I had done all my... Um, down in the dumps, and then I actually had a blast doing all the interviews. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, well, once, uh, once the show finally aired. Definitely um, hear about sort of the time after getting um, voted out shortly. But what initially drew you into applying for it, Peter? I mean, were you a big fan of the first three seasons of Survivor before you applied? I, I, sure. I had watched a uh, most of the first season, um, and uh, you know, I'm thinking, see, I love the ocean, and I spend time on the water, and um, I, I could do that. And then on the second season... There was one a young guy uh, that was working for us. Uh, I was telling him, you should apply. For, and as the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm there. And it was one of those moments. You know, a lot of times you tell someone else to do something that deep down you want to do. <laughs> and I stopped mid-sentence. I says, back with you. I'm applying for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the moment. Right. And, and, uh, and, uh, and it went well. I, I tell you, I love the interviews. I love... It's just that being voted off was miserable. Mm. Did you think going into that application process, because clearly it's, I mean, it's a different application process back then to what it is now, did, did you go into it thinking that you would get on first go like you did? Um, I, I did. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I have a friend that, um, that's known me since college, and uh, you, I, I'm actually kind of funny. At least my wife thinks I'm hysterical. <laughs> 
I know I have a different sense of uh, type of humor, but it, I, I'm, I, my wife my wife would have kept me around forever. As a matter of fact, we just had a 26th wedding anniversary, so uh, maybe she's opinionated. But um, <laughs> I, I really, geez, I, I don't want to ta- sound too cocky, but I had several reasons why uh, um, that I thought I was going to make the show. As a matter of fact, deep down, I really knew I was going to uh, make the show. I can explain that later. Mm. But I well, really know. You can explain it now if you want to. I'm intrigued now that you've brought it up. Oh, um, uh, oh no. Let's go with your regular questions, and then I'll <laughs> tell you because because I know I, I know sometimes I can come across as a little too different. And the story that I, I'd like to share with you is uh, is a story that I haven't shared with many people. Mm. Uh, a few people at Survivor, and uh, you've teased so. me teased me a little bit about this beforehand. And uh, trust me, there's a few questions here relating to. Um, I don't I don't want to say the word weird because I think that's what some people thought of you. Um, that, <laughs> that's why it seemed that you were Ooh. voted out. But um, but I un- I understand that you know I <laughs> I. I, I I'm not making any excuses. I mean, it's, it wasn't a bad edit job or anything, at least what I saw of the first uh, episode. So all I remember is being there. I don't remember specifically what's, uh, what was on the show because, uh, as I said, I only watched it that first time because because of the pain for those. Uh, those it was unbelievable, the pain. Uh, um, and I just didn't want to relive that pain. Everything else was fine. I left it on the island. And uh, what happened was when we when you see that show the first time we actually were in New York, uh, you know, I was set to do interviews the following morning. And while the show's on television, uh, Mark Burnett called in the middle of it, talking to me, asking questions. So I couldn't see all the show. <laughs> I'm there, so I'm there. So this is the boss of the show, and I'm there. Jeez, Mr. Burnett, I I really want to see what <laughs> because someone might ask me about something on the show tomorrow. So I I actually had to cut him off and uh, and then get back to watching the show. Wow! So there's parts of the there's parts of the show I still haven't seen. Wow! So that first episode. So did you did you continue to watch it though after the first episode to see oh, sort of how everything yes, played out? Yes. yes. Right. You know, I, um, uh, ben, I I think I've watched every uh, show since, and if I. If I haven't watched it, I've seen it, uh, you know, just a recorded version of it. Mm-hmm. If I've missed any, maybe I've missed one, but I think I've... I love the show. I still love the show. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to that's gonna go well then for our final set of questions and some of the other opinion ones I'll ask. Going into it, though, um, once you were on the show, do you have a pre-game strategy? I mean, were there sort of any players from those first three seasons that you thought, well, I might, you know, incorporate some of how they played and not do what somebody else did? Well, Ben, I think it's pretty obvious, and I really didn't have much of a strategy at all. <laughs> you know, I... Uh, hey, I, I ended, you know, I did not play a good game of um, Survivor. Uh, you know, I had a lot of stuff go, uh, going through my mind, and um, you know, it, it, people come and say, "Oh, geez, you know, uh, any advice if I get on the show?" I'm there, please. <laughs> <laughs> I got no advice for you. I, uh, you know, it's you know, anyone watching the show could give better advice. Um, than me as far as, uh, you know, how to win the game or mm-hmm. how to play the game. Mm. It's, um, I suppose, interesting, though, from that period that, um, I mean, do you find that if you were to go on today, pretend you never went on the Mark cases, hypothetically you're on, I don't know, season 28, um, and that's your first time, do you think that that would be more of an advantage given there's all those seasons now to, to base things off or a disadvantage given oh. that people, I suppose, are going to be thinking too hard, well, I've got to play like this, no. etc.? No, I think it would be a, I, not even hypothetically that I wasn't on. I mean, even the fact that I was on, it's a uh, you know an advantage just to to know 
that those first few minutes on the ground, what it feels like, um, you know, of course, I would play the game totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, I would come across as normal as possible for as long as I could. (laughs) (laughs) And that can be a long time, but, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure it was mentioned the thing. I enjoyed yoga. um, And, uh, you know, you got to be yourself. Um, It sounds a little hokey, but one of my teachers always said the uh, the greatest gift uh, you can give anyone is just to be you. So, um, you know, I tried to uh, be me, uh, but I was unbelievably uncomfortable uh, on the I just I couldn't believe how uncomfortable I was. Hmm. Um, and I can't even say that it was nerves. I, I don't know what it was. Hmm. Was that, did it kind of, um, I suppose you just said you don't know what it, what it was, but I mean, how how was it, I suppose, with the people straight away? I mean, were there people that you um, saw yourself drawn to that perhaps maybe we didn't see on the screen, or was that kind of down oh, to sort of what oh, you were feeling? You know, uh, Mark Burnett explained to us while we were on the, um, I think they call it the Ponderosa. In other words, before we uh, started the game, we were a couple of days on the other side of the island. We weren't allowed to talk to one another. Uh, but he like gave us a, a little bit of advice that I should have listened to, and he said, "You, he just after this, this was after three seasons. He says, I, and I can't do the British accent, but I can't believe that those first few minutes, how many bonds are formed, and how long they last in the game. And then maybe after the game's over, they never talk again or whatever. But for the game, and uh, you know, it's anyone that ever goes on the show, I, uh, you know." It really happens. So we instantly, we instantly, uh, before we even, uh, you know, before our toes hit the sand, uh, we had already separated into distinct groups. It was as clear as clear could be. Everyone knew it. There was um, three of us, uh, the three, uh, uh, Patricia, Gina, and Hunter were one group. Uh, Rob and Sarah were another group. Uh, Sean and Vesepia, another group. And then uh, me, uh, you know, the free spirit or whatever. Uh, and I was really drawn to, um, I was really drawn to, um, uh, Rob loved Rob right off the bat and, uh, Sean of Asepia. I really, uh, you know, spent a lot of time with them. So was that hard then given that, um, you know, you said Rob's with Sarah, then you got Vesepia and Sean, was it any attempt then I suppose to kind of gel everyone together so then you've got a five as opposed to sort of you know hunter's group which he would have only had three i mean on paper that's how it, it ben, looks like ben, it would work. I, ben if if i if i was a uh, if i was a player of any sort back then uh, <laughs> it's actually like 12 years ago uh of course uh could have done that but uh, no, i'm not making excuses i told you i i just uh i really dropped the ball as far as the game of Survivor uh, went. Um, uh, you know, the um, I'm going to tell you. You know that adage. You know, what's the best day and what's the worst day that you've ever had in your life? And uh, this um, so, uh, being voted off Survivor was that day. It was um, it was an amazing thing that happened uh, to me. Uh, it was really the entire year of. Um, it's actually twelve uh, twelve years ago because it was um, two thousand and one. Yeah, is when we. We filmed it. Yeah, it's um, that's a, it's a that's a good way of looking at it. Actually, thinking about it that way because I, I can see how it would, I suppose, be the best and worst at, at the same time. Um, and I mean, tw- twelve years actually. Now that you mentioned, I'm looking at the filming dates. Yeah, November to December two thousand and one. Um, so it's just gone by so quickly. It's hard to believe it's been that long. <laughs> ben, I tell you, today was just it, it was an amazing day. Today I took the day off. I uh, I live about an hour away from the beach, and I went down. Uh, to the beach. It was a gorgeous day here in uh, Massachusetts. And 
I took my, uh, my kayak out and I went out a couple miles. I was uh, fishing in the, uh, the back of the kayak, caught something. I was grabbing some shellfish and and I was uh, the place was deserted and I was by myself and I was flashing back to 12 years ago because right you know at this time I was heading out to California for the final interviews. The planes had just crashed into the World Trade Center here. September it was just a crazy time, mm. and uh, I just. It was just amazing today. Today it was just a strange feeling that it, it was, you know, twelve twelve years ago. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I know some of the seasons that, um, kind of every year now that we're approaching ten year anniversaries of certain seasons. Um, you know, there's a bit done. I suppose the ten year anniversary of Pearl Islands. So I mean, next year we're going to be ten years of All Stars, and that to me is my favourite season of all, all all time still. And to think it's ten years ago. Um, I mean, you've obviously said you still watch it. We've just seen um at the time of recording this, the twenty seventh season just start. I mean, did you watch that? What did you think of the premiere of uh, Blood vs Water? I actually. Uh, and the, the, for the first few minutes, for some reason, I wasn't comfortable with it. By the mid mid show, I was loving it, and then uh, it was an hour and a half. I couldn't believe the hour and a half was up. I wanted it to keep on going. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then uh, secretly, I was hoping uh, Rupert, who I know America loves, I mean, <laughs> oh, come on, Rupert, get voted off first. Maybe <laughs> maybe there's still a chance for me. If I could go in some, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of first voted off people. Hey, throw Rupert in there. We need a couple of famous. <laughs> <laughs> it still could happen. It still could happen next week. Well, yeah, but it's pretty selfish to me. Come on, Rupert, get voted off. <laughs> people often so talk sorry. about people talk about all winner seasons. I've heard people talk about an all first boot season, Peter. And I think if they have an all first boot season, you've got to be on it. Come on. Well, you know, uh, I, um, well, maybe you don't know. I'm, I'm kind of uh, friendly with uh, Rob. You know him as uh, Boston Rob, but uh, I've always known him as Rob because. Uh, you know, I when we, he wasn't Boston Rob when we went off to New Zealand after we got voted off the show because he wasn't on the jury. So um, he he says, Peter, if I ever get wind uh, that they're going to do a show with people voted off, he says I will absolutely go to bat for you. <laughs> Well, we had um, Rob on last year, actually, and um, that was one of the surprising things that you guys were still sort of in contact and in, in touch because I think sort of out of all the the people that um, sort of Rob's been associated with on Survivor over his four seasons, that's one that really, you know, wasn't on screen at least very close. So obviously you guys became quite close after you voted out and sort of over the years then. I, you know, uh, you know, I don't use the term uh, loosely. I, I really think we're amazing friends, and it's a very unique relationship. Um, um, uh, after we came back, uh, we, we went to some sporting events together. Rob used to come to my hometown, and we played in the softball league. Uh, we know each other's families, and um, he knows, uh, you know, all my kids. Uh, we were at his wedding, and uh, it's a, uh, it's a, um, it, it's a very nice relationship. Um, the type of guy. Right off the bat, um, you know, even right on the island, I mean, this guy's got, got so much heart, and uh, speaking of Rob, and, you know, Hunt, I don't know if it showed on the thing, Hunter really wanted him, uh, wanted me to vote him out, and mm. I mean, I just can't do it, and I told Hunter, I can't do it, he's, he's uh, you know, he's a Boston kid, of course, Rob had no problem voting me out, <laughs> uh, Sometimes he'll say, Rob will say, Peter, I'll, I'll, I'll ne- if we're ever on again, I'll never vote you out. And I look at him, and then he'll, um, and get, and, you know, in the Mariano, and, and then he'll go, uh, all right, I won't vote you out first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love 
love it. I love it. So you kind of, did you see that initially then that this sort of, what he's gone on to be well known for in Survivor, obviously, is his, you know, his strategic way and the way he plays. I mean, so you, in the three days that you played with him, you saw some of that? Oh, he's, if you actually listen to him, um, you know, uh, sometimes with our Boston accents, people uh, read us wrong. Uh, Rob, uh, and I tell everyone, he's so much smarter than anyone realizes, even after what you've seen on television. And he's, you know, he's a Boston, he's a hockey player. Hockey players can, uh, you know, they can slow down when they're on the bench. And when it's time to play, they play harder than any other athlete that I know. And, uh, you know, uh, and he's very, very smart. He's very perceptive. Um, so, yeah, and no surprise. I, and I come to, you know, I wasn't uh, with Hunter deciding, wanting to vote Rob out, get back to the game. Uh, someone might be curious. I, in hindsight, I'm there. You know what, Hunter, I give kudos to Hunter because Hunter realized, probably realized that he was uh, uh, going to be a huge threat. So back then I didn't think of it that way. Uh, but uh, Hunter probably, with his military training, was probably realized that uh, Rob had what it took. Well, it's, it's, my guess. it's kind of portrayed the opposite, isn't it, on that season that um, it was Rob who took Hunter out? Because that was a huge shock when Hunter got voted out at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, no, but, you know, uh, I don't know what Rob said in the interview. Uh, Rob, uh, he had everything laid out. At least that's what he always told me. He said, sorry, you had to go, Peter, and then we're going to take those three out. Mm. And, you know. and uh, That's how it was. That's how it was, and that's about that, how quick it you know, you need to develop the game uh, right away. Mm. We, um, and I had no, ga- I had no game pen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a, a thing that's well known too with the Mark Case is that originally it was meant to be, of course, filmed in Jordan, and then they did change it to the Mark Cases after September 11. Do you think, in hindsight, if it had been in the desert, that would have changed anything, or is that just the location? It wouldn't have mattered. Um, and I, 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 I don't think the location would, uh, you know, I, I did what I, I said what I said, I did what I did, I was as comfortable as I was uncomfortable, um, no excuses for me, um, so, uh, as I said, I've already told you it was the worst and the best day, so, um, uh, but yeah, I, it's, it, it, and, and truth be told, it's, um, you know, it, it it's always going to be with me, um, God, I would have. I really would have loved to have played that game, uh, or even you know the remote hope that someday uh, that I might get an opportunity. Which, and I, I understand that it's a remote chance, but gosh, I, I really think I could do uh, uh, very good at the game. And uh, so that's frustrating. And that you know, I'll just I'll live with it. It doesn't. Uh, I don't dwell on it. And uh, but it, it'll always be there. Well, so, um, there's I suppose glimmers of hope in the fact that we saw Francesca obviously brought back last season the first time they've brought back a first boot tina although yep. she's a winner she's also a first boot um and also the fact that we're seeing someone like jervis from a very early season um yep. i mean does that kind of just you know get you a little bit excited peter that this first well, season <laughs> we, you know, a little, little bit not you know, i got my finger on just a tiny uh, <laughs> but i you know i have to be a little practical to win that's when it you know, everyone, root for Rupert. <laughs> yes. Go on, Rupert. Go home first. Help Peter out here. Well, the thing, too, that the first boots, as I said, you were the first male first boot. They're really, there's more female first boots than male first boots anyway. So if there was to be an all first boot season, Peter, you've got to be guaranteed to be brought back just on the basis they've got to even the numbers out. You know, I'll get you probes in uh, Mark Burnett's telephone. <laughs> I'm a jingle. <laughs> I'm doing that a lot recently at interviews. I'm trying to sell these people to come. Back. I think they're just going to listen and have like a 400 contestant.
quintessence season of Survivor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just bring everyone back <laughs> for a, a second go, at least. Um, we saw oh, early on with the, the prayer session that we saw sort of in the water early on with Sean. Was that Sean's idea or was that your idea? Yeah. All right, now's the good time. I'm gonna, now I gave you the tease, and I'm going to tell you the story. Here we go. And, uh, you ready? But, okay. I'm ready. Um, here we go. I, I, in, remember I told you 2001 was, was just an amazing year, and this whole Survivor thing was just being voted out. I am going to tell you something, and uh, it's even unbelievable. And as I say, I've shared, Rob knows what I'm going to tell you. A few people uh, from uh, Jocelyn, Meredith, um, um, and there was another guy on the island, and just uh, a handful of people know this story. And it starts off in January in 2001. Um, uh, I, I go to the West Coast, uh, the Ivory Coast of Africa, and you know I've, I've, I've taken some yoga and I've, we've done some spiritual stuff. And so anyhow, when I was there in uh, January of 2001, now the family that I uh, uh, visit. Uh, it's called it's the Levery family in uh, the Ivory Coast. Very um, well-known family. Uh, very spiritual. They happen to be um, Catholic uh, Christians, and uh, so they had requested that I go there. So I went there. I've gone several times, maybe eight or nine times. And uh, <clears throat> when I was leaving there, they, they, don't, they speak a, a, name, a language that I don't understand. So things come to me in translation. So when I was leaving, they uh, stopped me and they said that I was going to perform. Um, a service for millions of people by the end of the year. <laughs> and, and I, I mean, you got you get the wrong guy. <laughs> I said to them, I says, listen, and this is through translation through um, my friend, uh, one of my teachers that took me there. I says, listen, I have a small business in uh, Massachusetts, and you know, I, I'm a part time part time yoga teacher. When someone's sick or whatever, I'll fill in. Uh, I said, and I'm not that good a teacher, so I uh, <laughs> get the, you know, you get the wrong guy. And all they did is uh, one particular woman, Marie France, just took her index finger and she just pointed uh, on her eye and said, uh, you know, thing you'll see with your own eye. And I left and didn't think anything of it. Now, <clears throat> so this is the first thing that happened. Okay, fine. And uh, again in 2001, in uh, the, the summer solstice here, so uh, in in, uh, in June, we there's about a thousand of us that go do Kundalini yoga on top of a mountain in New Mexico here in the state. Okay, and um, there's, there's a lot of Sikh people from the Sikh religion doing this particular uh, um, yoga. Anyhow. We go through the things. We do these three days of tantric yoga. It's pretty intense. That's uh, you know, and that's why I thought it would be perfect for uh, you know survivor contestants. I can hold my arms out for uh, you know a couple of days, and you know I you know go without food. So um, that's another reason why I was so surprised at myself why I uh, was so uncomfortable on the island. But anyhow, one of the nights I'm just walking, and there's this wonderful, uh, amazing um, yogi, uh, spiritual man. Uh, his name is Narayan. And he's very eclectic. He's uh, he's sort of disheveled. Everyone else has their turbans on perfectly. He's uh, very disheveled. He calls God the home office, so no one's offended. <laughs> he has no sweat plans, so he has to dump buckets of water on his head on the island. And wow. he's uh, very well. He well, I, I'm passing by him. He doesn't know me by name, and he stops me. And I, I mean, are you talking to me? Or, and he calls me back, and I come back, and he scans my body up and down. Uh, ben and uh, he finally locks eyes on me and he looks over my head and then he looks at me he and he goes yes 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 it's all been arranged 
Wow. And I'm speechless, and I'm there, what's, what, what are you talking about? What's all been arranged? He says, yes, 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 it's all been arranged. Again, he gazes over my head, and he finally locks on my eyes, and he says, you're going to be on national television. He looks again over the top of my head. You're going to be on national television in four and a half months. I thought you should know. <laughs> and then he left. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. So that's the second thing that happened. Yeah. Um, so when earlier you asked me if I thought I was going to be on Survivor, I think I'd probably use the word I knew I was going to be on Survivor because that's just two weird uh, uh, things. Well, then now it rolls over to September. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the, the terrible accident happens uh, with the planes uh, from Boston uh, crash into the World Trade Center. Rob Mariano and myself were booked on that flight a couple days later to go to our final interviews in California. And uh, anyhow, we finally get out there. Of course, we're all selected to the show. I come back. I'm having this foot, these foot issues, and uh, I know I'm going to be going on the show. And I'm there. You know what? I don't even feel like going to the doctor. I, they, you know, I've said that I'm completely great health. So I went to a woman, another spiritual woman. Uh, she's a, a Sikh woman, and she does reflexology. Reflexology is they touch your feet and they hit all the different meridians in the foot. In the foot. So I went to her, and I just sat there. And uh, now I've created this story. I know I'm going on Survivor in a couple of weeks. I created this story and, uh, that, uh, that I'm going to teach English in Africa uh, for two months. Because people knew I was going to Africa on a regular basis. So that's the one lie uh, that uh, you know, it seemed to make sense to everyone. So she does the thing, and she touches my I, I don't talk to her. I don't anything. And it's like a session. It's about a half hour. And then she... It ends. She um, she looks at me and she says, "I don't know why you're lying to me." Wow. She says, "I know you're not going to Africa." She gave me a list of about twelve things that were going to happen, and she said, "You're going with a bunch of other people, but it's all been arranged. You're not going to be with those people. This whole thing has been arranged for you to meet one woman." She gave me her birthday, and she said, "She is going to tell you one." sentence that's going to change your life right and all this thing has been arranged um just for this to happen wow and uh she went into such details of things i'll give you a for instance now my wife i told you we've been married all these years my wife doesn't want to believe in any of these things <laughs> but they're all <laughs> it's because it's too weird but these things always happen to me in my life uh, and I don't know the reason for it because I've told you, you know, I'm just this guy from Millis, Massachusetts. I'm surely not a great yoga teacher. I, uh, I'm not a learned uh, student of biblical text or, uh, you know, I'm curious. I like to have a conversation of it. I don't understand why these things happen. So this woman explained to me, it's only one other person, um, this, the foot woman, uh, she says it's only happened with one other person in her entire life. When she touches my feet, according to her, all she does, it's like going to the movie. She sees a movie. She sees everything. So she listed everything, um, um, uh, what, uh, what, was, what was to happen. And I'll give you a couple of the things uh, she said uh, that, as I say, I don't really talk about this too much uh, because it's just, it, it sort of like even makes me shiver and I don't like to think about it, but here's a for instance. And I shared this with my wife. I shared all these things with my wife. I, uh, she says, the first thing that I saw is I saw you, uh, you know, waist deep in, in water. I knew it was you. I could tell it was you. Someone was throwing something at you and I saw a, there's a spray of water that comes up 
and there's a black man over your right shoulder. Wow. She says, that's the first thing that happens. That's the first thing that I saw. So I, you know, my wife all knows this, and uh, I'm going to jump a little ahead to now after Survivor. We come home. Rob, uh, Rob and I are at a football game in, um, in, in Boston here, and uh, they're just breaking about the first commercial on Survivor is on. My wife is, is recording the, uh, the football game for me so I can uh, watch it and see if she sees uh, uh, myself or Rob. And uh, the first commercial on Survivor comes on, and it's that commercial where they, you can't really see the faces, but when you know, if you know the person, you know who it is. And the first commercial on Survivor is we're in the water, a football's being thrown to me, the water splashes up, and Sean's on my right shoulder. Wow. My wife was talking to someone on the phone, and she just dropped the phone, and, and then she picked it up. She said, I, I, I got to go. I, ha- I have to go. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> uh, and here's just another one. And there was a whole list of things. And this, this, the woman says, Peter, I know you're doubting what I'm saying. She says, um, but uh, this woman who's born on the 29th, and she gave me what she was uh, what's going to look like, and um, she didn't give me her name, just uh, and she didn't give me the month. She just said she's born on the 29th. And in this woman, uh, her name is Harbajan, uh, the foot lady. Um, she said, um, you're not going to be with the people you think you're being with. In this fact, you're going to be alone at first, and you're going to be very sad, and you have to take a fall. And um, I said, I don't want to take a fall. She says, well, you have to take a fall. She says, you have to get over it. It's, it's going to be a nasty fall. She says, you have to get over it. Um, um, and otherwise, it's going to be, you're going to have a very a long period of pain. She says, get over it and roll with it. And, and, and I didn't want to believe her. I didn't want to believe her. anything. She says, but, and she says, there's going to be someone there for you. He's going to be your friend for those first few days. His, uh, in she says, he's the only guy there, but I can tell you don't believe me. And she says, if you see, but when you, you still not believe me as I'm telling you this, but it's all going to happen. She says, uh, when you're eating dinner with him, you'll, when you look at, when he gets tired, his, I think, I can't remember if he, she said his right eye or his left eye, the eye will go completely out of uh, vision up into the socket, uh, and then you'll know it's him. But it's, he's going to be the only person there anyhow, but still you're going to doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it of course, I, I, you know, I really wasn't even thinking any of this. Yeah. Uh, I voted out, and, and things are starting to go. Like, and I'm, I'm with Francois, Francois's name, um, and uh, he, uh, I'm eating dinner with him that first night, just me and him. We had gone to an efficient during the day. And there's no one else, me and him, uh, two best buddies. I still haven't figured out. I'm looking at him at the dinner table, and then all of a sudden, his right eye just disappears. Wow. I wow. go, Francois. I says, what? Uh, you know, I'm speechless. I'm like, what? what you he says, oh, Peter, don't worry. When I was a baby, spear gun hit me in the eye. And when I get tired, the eye goes, but it's fine. Oh, wow. I'm there. Now, they are already the, uh, so it's like, so there. All these things are happening. Yeah. So when I go to the island of Survivor, and, you know, I couldn't really... Uh, talk too much about this um i wanted to talk uh, as a matter of fact mark burnett there was one glimpse i mean i can't tell uh, uh anyone this um so when right before that i maybe it was the night before we were going to play the game so we're already on the island and mark burnett we went into this uh this um rustic uh, lunch area where we were on the other side of the island with some shacks and some tents that were set up and there was one main room where they were feeding us and mark burnett and the table had some maybe half 
dozen other people, some of the producers. I don't know if uh, Probst was there. So they were just saying, you know, uh, you know, who do you would you like to be? Uh, who would who do you not want to be paired with, and who do you want to be paired with? And and I'm there. Um, you know, I didn't want to give any answers. I'm just, you know, it's fine. Anyone is fine. Um, and then he just prodded me a little bit, and I told him who I didn't want to be paired with and why. And then I says, who do you want to be paired with? I says, well. I don't know, but I think maybe, as it turned out, um, I, I mentioned Gina. I mean, you know, she's got, the, her hair is, is the length of, and then I started to tell about the foot, the foot thing. Um, uh, you know, her hair's not, it's not quite the length that I was, this lady that was doing my foot, and I'm, and I'm hoping she's wrong, and Mark Burnett, always, you know, I'm starting to tell him a little of the story, and he says, who the fuck do you think you are, the fucking Dolly Lava? <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing that. I can imagine that. <laughs> so I'm there. Oh, so I'm there. I guess I can't. I can't talk about this. You know, this is right before the game. That should have been enough. Um, uh, warnings for me to, uh, you know, button it up a little bit, uh, you know, with Mark Burnett is subtly telling me, <laughs> shut up, Peter. <laughs> wow. So, so, so I have, so here I'm, you, I think this, I started telling you this, the prayer with Sean, yep. uh, you know, what, you know, who brought that up. And so, so these three things, uh, heavily, in, uh, ben, I'm not making an excuse for anything. I'm just telling you a story. Yeah. And uh, a story that I don't understand, but to me is an amazing story. Yeah. Um, um, so when Sean, now all these three people had this spiritual connection, so I'm there. Oh, so the whole time I'm there, all right, I'm supposed to perform a service for millions of people's, people. What the hell is that? I have no idea. Uh, uh, even the, the, the yogi, uh, says I'm the home office. The, okay. The home office is, is the range that it's, I'm supposed to go out and uh, be on national television four and a half months. And this I'm nasty foot doctor lady, the foot lady is telling me I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to have to take a nasty fall. And, uh, so there was still this spiritual theme to these three amazing things that happened to me, um, um, in 2001, and when Sean, Sean was reading the Bible, we were on the plane uh, uh, going into New Cahiva, and I just looked at him, and I just gave him a smile or a thumbs up or something. I'm there, geez, maybe there's something, maybe I'm supposed to have some kind of spiritual thing with Sean. And I didn't give it any other thought, and then when, uh, you know, I gave him a thumbs up or something that I, you know, I was on board, whatever he's thinking about. And I think that probably, Sean grabbed me and said, come on, let's pray. And uh, what am I not to have now pray with anyone? Um, but it wasn't orchestrated. Um, it, it was Sean was the uh, asked, and I was glad to oblige. Yeah. Wow. So that's um. So that is an amazing story. You said to me, "I have an amazing story to tell," and um, that is an amazing story. <laughs> so, so Ben. So I'm um, now. I'm to just sit, and I could. Really, Ben, I, I, I could really talk, uh, you know, a day about uh, some of the details, uh, but I gave you a couple of them just to, uh, it's, um, there was a whole, a whole list of them. So fine, I get voted out. Uh, I just, um, and just as, as I said earlier in the interview, I was as low, you know, I've had loved ones die in my family. I'm embarrassed to say I was as, as low as I've ever been in my life. 
uh, bar none. I, you know, whether you want to call it depressed, I was, I was just totally down in the dumps. Now I can't tell anyone. I know everyone. If they, I'm assuming everyone thinks I'm weird to begin with, and now, uh, you know, I have this stuff going on. Oh my God, I'm, I've let down millions of people. Of, uh, you know, I, I, so I was just like, oh my God, and, and by uh, survivor protocol, you have to meet the staff psychologist. Uh, when you get voted out, uh, a woman by the name of Liza. So <clears throat> the next day, and again, I'm just totally down. Liza says, you know, uh, Dr. Liza, Peter, you know, can can I talk to you? And I'm there, sure, I'm there. And at this point, I my guard is, uh, Ben, is just totally down. Um, you know, I knew I was going to be voted out uh uh, the night before at the island, we, I'd already said my goodbyes to everything. I was just trying to keep a uh, stiff upper lip, just you know, to to be courteous to the television show and uh, you know play along and uh, just get through it. I can remember walking from uh, the boat that we went to the uh, tribal council, and uh, <laughs> I'll use the term home office. I'm there. If you need something from me, you know, you've got. I'm ripe. Uh, I'm as um, I'm as low as I can be. My defenses are totally down. If you need to send me anything at all, um, you know, I'm open. I get nothing. And uh, so I, that next morning when she says, I, I need to talk to you, I'm there. But sure. I really didn't care at this point. You know, you know, she wants to talk. Fine, I'll talk. And I told her these things that I've told you. And, uh, and she says, so are you mad at the people that voted you out? I'm there. No, I'm not mad at them at all. And I says, I'm so disappointed in myself. I can't. She says, you can't forgive. Says, no, absolutely not. I can't forgive my. I can't forgive myself, especially with what I've told you. And she, <clears throat> and it went on. Ben, it was just an amazing setting. There I am in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, no one around. My family's not around. No phone uh, for 40 days. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be away, and I'm as low as I've ever been in my life. Um, and then, Doctor, the September 11th. It's all that whole year is just uh, wrapping up to this on this uh, side of the island and the Marquesas Islands and this thatch thing. This moment, I'm, I'm trying to explain. I'm actually, I can feel my body, uh, like my heart re- racing right now as I'm telling you the story. I'm flashing back. So, Doctor Liza, <coughs> September 11th. I'll give you that. Uh, on September, after the planes crashed in on September 11th, I. Um, I uh, I was really uh, actually disappointed in myself. A couple, you know, all the planes in the United States uh, stopped flying. Interviews were delayed in California on Survivor, and I became very embarrassed of myself. Um, how excited I was to be on a television show, and you know, and um, and uh, it, it, I was just disappointed that that seemed so important in my life. And we're looking at all this tragedy going on. And I actually called the survivor people. I said, listen, you guys, uh, the woman I did talk to, I don't recall her name. I said, you know, you might want to get someone else um, for, the final inter- uh, for the final interviews. I'm there. I, uh, I'm just embarrassed. I'm embarrassed how excited I was um, to be on this uh, television show with everything that's going September 11th. There was silence on the other end of the phone. I'm there. Oh, no. She says, Peter. I'm there. What? She says, we just had that conversation here. We were all saying almost verbatim to what you just said. We were so embarrassed how excited we all are that we were uh, working on America's number one reality television show when this disaster has happened. She says, are you afraid to come 
on fly and no, I'm not afraid to fly. She, she says, you still want to participate? Yeah, I want to participate, but I'm, I, I feel as though you guys are spending a lot of money on flying us out to California for putting us in a hotel for two weeks. I just figured you want people that want this to be the most important thing they've ever done in their life. And I feel as though I, I needed to call you to tell you what I was failing. And she says, Peter, will you please come on that? Yeah, I'll come as long as you're all right with that. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, to, now to go back onto the island, I'm with Dr. Lizer. I was explaining to Dr. Lizer when those planes crashed, uh, I didn't see the first one live. I saw the second one crash. Um, and there was no anger in, in me. I was, there was this huge, um, sadness. Um, and, uh, because I'm there, oh, here we go again. You know, right off the bat, you know, I knew these people thinking they're doing it in the name of God or in the name of the religion. Here we go again. Another person that figures they get the handle on the home office and no one else does. And they're, they're, and I was just with sadness, with no anger. And, uh, you know, I instantly, and this, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, I just, like, forgave them. Um, I mean, this is just crazy, us human beings, what we do to one another. And uh, and I, I generally thought I did forgive them. And uh, so now I'm flashing you back now to the hut on the island and Dr. Lies is talking to me there and, and I'm talking to her. I'm speaking from my heart. I, I really, I'm, I'm speaking, I actually am speaking, I, I feel like I'm speaking to her right now. I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you how I feel and if you, you know, you think whatever you want but I'm speaking as honestly as I can. I'm talking to Dr. Lies and she says, the, the people that vote you out, can you forgive them? I'm there. I'm there. Of course I forgive them. I forgive everyone. I don't, I can't forgive myself. He says, she says, Peter, now let me get this right. In this conversation, it was even more involved than what I'm trying to just keep it as, as short as I, I can to instill for you still to get a feel of what was going on. She says, and she puts her hands in front of me, my face, and she says, let me get this right. All these are the people in, in your life that you've met, people that he voted you off here, the people in the plane crashes. Uh, you can say that they're human and you can forgive them, correct them there? Yeah. And she says, and, and then she takes her other hand and she says, and you, you know, you told me the story about the, the three things that happened and you've come and you didn't play the game maybe the way you want or things didn't come out or, you know, all these things. And you can't forgive yourself. I'm there. Yeah. And I'm just, in, yeah, of course, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. And she says it again. And then she looks into my eyes and she says, um, Peter, I'm there, yeah. She says, that sounds really arrogant. And I'm there, I'm there, can you say that again? And I, she says, Peter, all, everyone else a mistake, you can forgive. And I'm there, yeah, but not your own mistakes, because your mistakes are so much bigger and so much. And I'm there, she says, Peter, that's really arrogant. And I'm looking, at, I look at her, and I'm, I says, can you write that down? And, and I still have the piece of paper. She says, sure, I can. And she says, it's really and because I always thought I was coming from a place of humility. Mm. And she says, Peter, your inability to forgive yourself, it's, it's arrogant of you. Wow. And then I look up at her, I look at her eyes, and I say, are you born on the 29th? And she says, how'd you know that? Wow. Jeez. <laughs> so that, wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's that, incredible. Ben, it's all true. And um, Yeah. Far out. So. I'm lost for words, Peter. <laughs> Well, I, I don't believe that, but <laughs> well, I, uh, I just think that the sort of the connection of all that um, but, happening is just—it's sort of just—it's too amazing for people who say don't believe for that to be a coincidence. Ben, it's like 
how many people are going to come up in your life and say you're going to be on national television? And they do have to do look over your head to get the calculation. <laughs> and, was, you know, that was June, the sound of solstice, so count on your fingers. June is there. So July, August, September, October, and then we're filming Survivor. Yeah. Wow. It's, um, it certainly is amazing. I know that we have a lot of the time spoken on this show with people from the Marquesas in regards to September 11 affecting that season. I know that um, we had Gabe on recently, and um, he... Gabriel? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, he said a lot about how that affected him going into the game. Like He had a yeah. whole gameplay set out. September 11 happened, and it was completely thrown out the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Gabriel Cade, uh, um, just a great guy. Uh, he was uh, he was my bud. He, I mean, he he was my roommate in uh, New Zealand. He knows all these stories. <laughs> uh, he, he's one of the other ones that, uh, and he's, you know, the more I got to know Gabriel, he, I'm amazed. You know, he had all the tools to win that uh, show. Um, he's just he's another amazing person. Um, yeah, it was just it was a weird it was a weird time here and um, and I can remember one day Dr. Lizer after we were already there, Mark Burnett flew over in his helicopter and he came to give us an update and said you know it looks like the war's over and um, uh, Dr. Lizer and I looked at one another and we go and you know don't want to upset the boss but we you know we gave the look he doesn't know what he's talking about this thing is going to be a long time yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Still, um, certainly is. Sort of going back to um, the the word strange, Peter. Now, people called yeah. you strange. Were you? What What were some of the things that you think were perceived as strange? I mean, I know you've told that great story. I'm not saying that's anything to do with it, but I'm just sort of. Was this the case? Because people just think you were strange. <laughs> well, I, and I and I and I, and, uh, and they have the right to uh, to say that because. Uh, you know, one of the things that got me on the show when uh, on the interviews, I would talk to um, Mark Burnett. Mark Burnett is a fascinating guy. He's the uh, executive producer of the show, or at least he was. I, I'm not sure how it goes now. And our conversations and the interviews in California all were spiritually based, deep, deep conversations, very provocative things. So the... Um, when I started talking about the holes of the body, that was a conversation. I mean, I, I guess the producer wants me to do or say something. So, uh, again, I had my own foolishness for, to, to mentioning that on the, uh, you know, one of the first few days on the island because no one wants to, to listen to that. It's a conversation, part of the conversation that I had about with Mark, Mark Burnett. And we were talking about um, probably like September 11th, uh, you know, talking about what people think um, they're so spiritual and they're so... Uh, Holy, and they, and, and it was. I was telling Mark Burnett, and, and also I told some of the contestants. I, I might not have said, said it eloquently, but I was just saying. Uh, one of my teachers, this guy Yogi Bhajan, who's since died, he used to laugh at people that used to come to him and say, uh, you know, I want to know God. And that's one of his little lines. He says, you, you want to know God? <laughs> he would say to him, you, you don't even know yourself. And you come and you say, and he would say, if you really want to be holy know yourself and part about knowing whole being holy is you know you want to know everything you know understand how you're breathing understand what you're speaking all the holes of your body master the holes of the body so it didn't come across that way but um that's the uh you know the, the spiritual thing about uh, being holy i know it sounds kind of crazy but when you think about it it uh, it sort of makes sense 
of course, I didn't do it playing the game because if I was more control, they had more control of my mouth, I wouldn't have said those things. <laughs> so again, there's more reason why I had trouble forgiving myself. <laughs> I have all this ammo, and then I shoot myself in the foot. And here I'm digging up all these memories now too, Peter. I mean, come on. Well, I don't, you know, it, it, it's, uh, I, um, you know, I was really looking forward, uh, truly looking forward to uh, talking to you uh, because, I've, you know, this has always been inside of me. I mean, you know what, at some point, one of these days, I'm going to share it uh, with uh, someone. And um, uh, I had talked to Rob and um, and I had listened part of Rob's interview. He says, you know, this is the Ben guy. He's, he seems, uh, he's, he's a pretty good, he's a cool guy. Yeah, Peter, you should do it. And I'm there. And so I listened to uh, Rob's uh, interview, at least most of it, and uh, just by listening to his 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 uh, compliments, so you don't uh, dig in too much. I mean, this guy really like seems to be a great listener, and he seems to really love what he's doing. And uh, I mean, this is the guy I'm going to tell the story to. Mm. Well, you're always welcome to come and tell any stories you want here, Peter. I feel like we've got Hello. a ten episode series in this coming on here with a lot of stories to come. <laughs> uh, but. Anyhow, that's uh, so. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to do. So I'm really, I'm really. It's it's my when I people say it's my pleasure to talk to you. It's truly my pleasure to talk to you and and uh, and to get this. Um, and I actually called Africa and asked if I could uh, if I could um, uh, mention their name. Mm. Um, uh, I was sent. It's okay. It's now. It's, you can't. It's, Brilliant. Right. Oh, that's that's good. So, I'm glad to hear that. That's you. Um, we're going to get to some listener questions in a second because we've got a few in, and we've also got our um, five survivor-based ones that we do ask at the end. Just a couple of quick things, though. Um, obviously, you watched how the rest of the season played out. Had you made the jury, would have you voted for Nalia or Vesepia? See, these are things that I never even think about. Um, <laughs> we make uh, you think about them, Peter. <laughs> you know, uh, it, well, I really didn't know Nalia. How's that? So mm. I would have, uh, you know, I would have voted for simply because, um, you know, she was very, she was she was kind. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know those those two days. You know, I said my goodbyes to her. So it's kind of a lame answer, but for that reason, I save us up. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. What um. Given that you still watch the show, obviously there's been heaps of changes since the fourth season, but what are kind of some of your opinions on how the game has developed since your season? Um, I, you know, I, I, I suppose it would be cool to criticize the show, but I, I really, I still, I really look forward to watching the show. I mean, it's, you know, it's still the basic format, but um, it's, uh, I find it very entertaining. Uh, there's always a story being told, and um, I, I, I like it. I enjoy it. I, I can't say it's better or it's worse. I, I still find it uh, enjoyable. But darn, if they just would have those people voted off first, they Damn really it. could have a hit exactly. on their hands. Come on, Mark <laughs> Burnett, make it happen. Um, <laughs> we... Oh, here's the, I'm going to throw one more thing. Go Mark Burnett, I remember all the conversations I had with him. He... And uh, he says, Peter, my whole life, this might have been after I got voted out, I can't remember the time. He says, listen, on my whole life I see the number 13. He says, when you go, tell me everything you know about the number 13. I'm there. So I told him everything I knew about the numbers because I'm, I'm, I'm into numbers a little bit. And uh, I said, Mark, what I'll do, I maybe said, Mr. Burnett, uh, when I go back to Africa, these people are so much uh, more intelligent and so tapped into things that I don't understand. I'm going to find out for you. Uh, your request, and I'll call you. And I went uh, the next time I went to Africa. As a matter of fact, I got summoned as soon as I came back from uh, uh, the Marquesas. I got uh, uh, called right back to Africa. Right. And 
you know, I'm trying to explain to them I didn't, I didn't win the game, and you know, I'm trying to, and I'm there, no, and they're saying, no, you won the prize, everything was the way it was. I'm there, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm there, and they just say, you won the prize, I'm there, all right, I won the prize, uh, and so I told them about Mark Burnett and the number thirteen, and and they said, ah, and they smiled again, and they said. And it's in the, as far as numbers go, I don't know, Ben, are you interested in numbers at oh, all? I don't know too much about numbers. I mean, okay. the numbers, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So anyhow, Mark Burnett's there, and they said it was, it's probably the most misunderstood number there is. And they said, make sure you tell him it's not 13. Someone that asked the question like Mark Burnett, first of all, you need to tell him two things. Always refer to it as one, three. No more 13 because it's, 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 it's that powerful. It's one and three. And they went into a little more detail that I shared with them, and they said he is uh, he has to um, he has to hit the uh, the total masses. All his projects have to be huge, and uh, even when I met him, I could tell survival was only going to was just the beginning. This guy was I mean he just is is reeks of uh, success. And uh, uh, the Bible series that came out, I'm amazed it took him that long. He's there's no stopping this guy. But he, they said, train himself to use no more 13. He'll continue just every time he sees it, thinks of it, think of it as one, three. So recently, I called uh, Rob, Boston Rob, and I said, hey, you, you know what? And, and I did this this year. I says, can I, uh, do you have Mark Burnett's address? I just want to let him send a note after all these years in case he ever has a show with people voted off, you know, my kids just uh, went to college. I actually would love to do it, and I know it's a remote chance, but I have his address, so Rob gave me his address, and uh, and that's when I found out he had just switched his company, and guess what they named, knew what he named his company. I'm guessing it's got 13 in it. No! You, you didn't listen one, to that. Three, one, three, one, three. <laughs> one, three media. <laughs> so I got suckered into the trap there, didn't I? <laughs> no, 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 but that's, uh, that's again, it's the... Uh, Wow. All these things. It's it's amazing to think that. So who knows then now, Peter, that surely if all this is sort of working out, that first boot season, then... What's that? You would think that maybe with all these things working out like that, the first boot season could be around the corner. I, you know, uh, I, I actually have no idea, and I don't dare ask the question. <laughs> People are crossing those fingers, Peter. Come on. People are crossing those fingers. Um, who, besides Robert, is there anybody else from your season that you still remain in contact with? Well, who we mentioned earlier, Gabriel Kate. We used to speak uh, on a regular basis, um, and maybe now only uh, a couple times a year. And, you know, he's a doctor now. He's got some kids. It's funny with the, the kids things, I, you know, understanding because I was, you know, so much older than these uh, these guys and the women, and a lot of them are now entering or getting closer to the age that I was when I uh, did the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with children, and you know, rightly so, it takes a priority in their life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. I suppose with um, the internet now, though, does that kind of make it easier with things like email and social media to stay in contact with some of these people? Yeah, well, I am a dinosaur, and I, my, I'm finally starting to use it. Um, <laughs> even even responding to you on emails, I'm, I had to call my, I asked my wife, am I doing this right? Am I sending this to the, you know, am I hitting the right thing? So it's, um, I'm just, yeah, it was. So here I've told you all these great, so crazy stories, and and I'm just just playing on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, as long as you sort of uh, know how to uh, to do the basics. What are you up to now, though, Peter? What what do you do in your life, sort of uh, 2013, Peter Harkey? We we uh, you know uh, I live 
he is still in Millis, um, and we have, when I say we, there's, uh, we have a family business. Uh, my, my mom's still alive, still works with us, and myself and my brother, and we have a, uh, a store here, a retail store in Millis, Massachusetts, and uh, we own a little bit of real estate that I take care of and, uh, you know, uh, bang it out and, you know, can fix a few things, and, uh, and well, that's, you know, we work hard, and, um, but, uh, you know, the kids, uh, I have Two wonderful kids, and oh, oh his um, my uh, my my uh, my son is a, uh, a a sophomore at Emerson, is a college here for uh, communications. He's a film guy, okay, and a similar background as you. Right. So here's the type of uh, character uh, Rob Mariano is. Wow. So my son, I mean, and you can you can take a look at it. It's hysterical. Uh, my son was interning in Boston, and there was a competition to make a commercial a 30-second commercial this summer. Mm-hmm. So he uh, called Rob, and Rob flew up and did the commercial. It's not him. the soft drink one, is it? Through the forest? That's it! Oh, that's been doing the rounds on some of the Survivor social media sites here, Peter. That's um, It's become a bit of a hit. <laughs> that, my my uh, film wow. that uh, with... Uh, uh, and, and, but that's, you know, Rob didn't have to come up and do that. Yeah. But uh, he says, Peter, I, I want to come. Uh, and uh, and uh, Rob, um, you know, I'm sure you talk about Rob on your show, but uh, I, I think I've said he's smarter and he's got bigger heart than any of you realize. Mm-hmm. And so that's an example. How, and when, you know, uh, Ben, I learned, you know, I'm not used to being last or losing in, in terms and. It was an, a nice experiment for me. Some people were, uh, some people didn't want to talk to me, and uh, but like Mariano, you know, it didn't matter to him. Uh, uh, we were leaving when we came back from the case, This is a vintage Rob story. Uh, we we flew in and we were in a hotel, and I had an opportunity to catch the flight that day, so I wasn't going to stay in the hotel. I had a room in the hotel, but I was, was going to be there for uh, a couple hours. So I went to the different rooms and said goodbye to everyone and him at the finale and uh, so rob's i think he didn't have a shirt on i don't think he had shoes on he had a bottle of beer and uh in his one hand and i said hey listen rob i'm heading out of here um maybe we'll talk again soon whatever uh and he says screw that man and he so he just jumps up and he walks me through the hotel without his shirt on or without his shoes on with his bottle of beer. Everyone else was left, but Rob walked me down the, down the elevator, down, down all the stairs, through the lobby, out to the bus that uh, was out there, and uh, sent me off on the bus. And that's the kind of guy he is. He's wow. the type of guy that kind of says, hey, geez, Tommy wants a commercial. I'm kind of flying up. I'm going to do it for him. Fantastic. Well, that's good to hear that. And, um, you know, I know we have obviously a large... Uh, listenership who enjoy Boston Robin and Boston Rob fans so um they're obviously uh you know thrilled to hear that I'm, I'm glad to uh to hear that and also if uh Rob happens to listen to this hello Rob um it's definitely uh one of our highest most downloaded interviews still was uh his uh interview now I've got a few listener questions and then we'll wrap it up with our yeah. final five that we ask all our contestants um just looking here one of our Oslets Heather says do you still have the bowling alley the bowling alley now I told you we have a little bit of real estate we take care of. Mm-hmm. And the bowling alley, that, that was just an opportunity. I, I, we bought that um, um, just before the show uh, ran, and then uh, I rent the building now okay. to someone else. So it was just a, uh, you know, I, I, it was just Mark Burnett says, what do you want us to put, you know, for your job? I'm there, well, I have small, we're in small, small business. He says, well, I, what are you doing? And I listed the different things that we do. 
And they, you know what? We just got a bowling alley. Go with the bowl. I don't even like bowling. <laughs> I was, I was, my one big, my one big thing you have to survive. And they hadn't. I was a guest speaker at the national bowling convention, <laughs> and I'm telling the guy, I, you know, I don't even like bowling. You're not going to ask me any bowling questions, are you? <laughs> wow, jeez, there you go. I love hearing sort of these um, professions that sort of are put up as a survivor contestant, and most of the time you hear like, oh, you know, I didn't even like this. They just put this up because this was, you know, sounded interesting. So. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, but it was it was it was real. I, we had just got we had, we had just uh, taken it over, and uh, uh, and I was looking for someone to uh, uh, to lease the property to, and uh, but it took me seven years to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, national bowling convention that would have been fun. Um, let's have long still. How's that sound? It does. Sounds good. Uh, Shion and Shidia. Um, now I don't get this. Uh, Maybe you do. Um, he wants to know, can you tell us your involvement in Mario Lanza's ass fiction, ASS fiction? I don't even know if that's a real Mario, question. Mario Lanza's ass, ass fiction. I, I think this is some sort of in-joke, which I'm not understanding. Um, yeah, I'm going to skip that question. That's a stupid question. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Cameron Johnson <laughs> says, Peter, take us through what really happened in your three days. You are a man with a million legends to his name. I've heard you were making power plays that easily could have gone the other way. Do you think your actions affected your tribe and the subsequent season in any way? Um, that's a very thought-provoking question. To test of my ego because he threw me a couple of bones there that I could have said, oh, geez, I could have pat myself on the back. Do I bite or do I say, I Go don't for a know. bite. You're allowed to. Come on. <laughs> All right. So can you, can, can, this is almost feels like this is like, oh, this is how it would be if I won. Could you give me the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he says, first of all, take us through what really happened in your three days. He heard you were making power plays that easily could have gone the other way, so that could have made well, you in uh, control. Let's, let's start with with that right right there. Um, uh, I really w- was was not a uh, great player uh, back then. Uh, that being said, there's so much. Uh, I don't understand how. Um, well, I've never been a winner, but so much luck has to be involved in this uh, this whole process. I, I understand the ta- players are really talented and they really go for it. But ultimately, you need a little bit of luck in, in anything. And, and there's, there's nothing like a little bit of luck, good fortune, um, um, you know. So, um, but I, I, I really, I wish I could say that I was a great planner. I was a mastermind. I was just, uh, I was, um, next time. Save that question for about three years from now <laughs> and give it to me again. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I just, I just, By then, I'll, be, I'll have no hair left in there. What it will be is totally gray. <laughs> I just, I just want to say what Cameron said again. You are a man with a million legends to his name. There you go. You can put that on your business card. A million legends. All right. <laughs> um, just having a look here. Gary Dreslinski. I think this is in relation to the first episode of Blood vs. Water. How many holes were in the first episode of Blood vs. Water? Uh, I don't know. 108. <laughs> 108. There's a lot of <laughs> relation to holes here. Gabrielle Capistrano. Well, that, that... And, and they should be because, you know, uh, that's, uh, you know, if I was a viewer and all of a sudden this guy talks about holes, but at least I gave you the story behind the story. Yes. But you know, shame on me <laughs> for playing the game with uh, and uh, you know, really, I, I really segregated myself. Uh, so I, you know, 
I created myself uh, to, to be on my own island. I um I, I love the fact that, the, that any sort of player has some kind of legacy, whether it's down to what they say or comments. That, to me, if I was to play Survivor, even if I was a first boot, a middle boot, I wouldn't care as long as people remembered me for something. And with you, it's clearly the holes. <laughs> the holes, yeah. When I, was in the, when I was doing the interview in the New York, uh, everyone was... Uh, <sighs> the holes, everything was the holes. <laughs> and they go... All right, so I have seven holes above my name, and then they're going on. I'm there. Three days ago, you didn't know you had seven holes, so and they would like not say anything. People were giving me hard times about the holes, and I'm there. Well, you know, colon cancer. If it'll help the case, and people become a little more aware of you know things, the foods they're eating, the not that you know, to talk about death, and then no one wants to talk. Okay, okay, they'll. People would back right off. Good, good segue into changing the subject. I like it. Well, I've got one more listener question, and yes, you guessed it. It's got to do with holes. Uh, Gabrielle Capistrano, that is the best last name I've ever heard, Gabrielle. Great last name. Uh, he said, were you voted out only because of the whole situation, or was there more motive to vote you out? Uh, the whole thing, um, well, you can ask uh, the other people, but it was, it was that really, um, you know, Clearly, after that, I was uh, not part of the, you know, I was definitely looked upon differently. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is that third day, I knew I was going home, and it was a done deal, and there was nothing I could do. Yeah. It was, um, and that was, the, that was the longest day. Yeah, yeah. That was 24 hours mm. until talking to Dr. Liza. That's the worst and the best day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for their questions. Um, and again, Gabriel Capistrano. I just want to keep saying that last name, Capistrano. Uh, the final five okay. questions are these ones we ask all our uh, contestants. Peter, there's no right or wrong answers. It's just entirely your opinion. And we start off with okay. what are three things you learnt about Jeff Probst during your time on Survivor? Well, <laughs> you guys know as much about Probst as I do because <laughs> I was only... Even on those pre-interviews, it was just me... Uh, Mark Burnett and myself going out. Probst was uh, in the room, but I, all it was is it, even the people commented uh, that, geez, we've never seen anyone just engage Mark Burnett like that. It was like a tennis game going back and forth. No one else talked, so I didn't learn anything about uh, Jeff Probst. I can tell you three things. I'll give you, here's the first thing. Uh, when I got voted out, uh, there was a, um, doing the circuit in New York, uh, I was given a yellow lab, uh, a dog for my family. Uh, it was a, a bet that my kids had made if I ever got on the show. Anyhow, there was a uh, talk show host, this uh, Rosie O'Donnell, gave me a dog. And Jeff Probst mailed me uh, a home dog supplies, food, blankets, and uh, with a sweet, nice nose. And so he's a kind man, uh, you know, to, to, to do that. So uh, I know that about Probst. Uh, you know, someone else might not bother. You know, that, that's like Mariano type of, you know, sending a thing. Something to the loser, as we, you know, using the term loosely, very loosely, Ben. Um, another thing is, I know he is, um, just being in his presence, he's extremely disciplined, and he does his homework. He's, um, you know, he comes across very smooth, but uh, just watching him, um, how he handled, um, you know, firsthand. You know, I, I was wondering if they were going to have to retake things, and he was just spot on at that one tribal council that I was at, and uh, extremely uh, disciplined. Um, I can tell, even though he doesn't come across as a disciplined guy, I'm sh- I, I find him to be very disciplined. 
And the third thing, remember my time, um, I, those are the two things that I can think of probes. It, otherwise, it's, it's anything that I've seen on television. That's fine. I will take them. They're, I, I, they're you know, ones. third one, save that one for uh, three, three more years, years yes. also. Good, good answer. <laughs> I like it. Oh, you can use that as much as you want. Uh, question number two, Peter. Uh, in the history of Survivor, what has been your favorite season and your least favorite season? Uh, favorite season and least favorite season. I... I really got caught in um, watching uh, the first one, like so many people, um, and then the second one with Australia. I would probably say it was my favorite okay. season. Okay. Do you have a least favorite? Um, Yours, because you got voted out first. Well, that, those first three days on the Marquesas, it's, it's a, uh, that's an easy one. Yeah. We'll go with that, I think. Come on, you got to. If you're the first boot, that's got to be your least favorite. Uh, question number three. I know you're a married man, Peter, but in the history of Survivor, who to you is the sexiest ever contestant? I will answer that um, with what I told my wife. We went out to um, Post Survivor um, when I was being invited to different functions. Uh, John Carroll had something out in, I think, Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, we met some, uh, you know, so we're the four seasons, so people from the first four seasons were there. And as it turns out, I came back and I told my wife, I met the most beautiful woman, not only and just lovely, lovely. My daughter was, um, what, um, 10 years old at the time I'm there. I think, I hope Samantha, my daughter, is ends up being just like this woman. She was just a delight to be with. She she was very nice to me. And I said, I mean, some people were nice to me, some people not so nice to me. It's very uh, strange uh, post. Uh, and I said, this woman, lovely and sexy, and that was Amber. Ah. And lo and behold, yeah, and I'll stick that to the day. She is. Um, she's just. Uh, she's beautiful in every in every every way. Uh, a great mom, I'm sure. And uh, and then throw sexy on the top just. Uh, a little extra works perfect perfect uh, catch them for Rob all worked out well <laughs> oh yeah I mean people say oh people will come up and say are they still married and I guess uh, and I'm there <laughs> they'll always be married uh, <laughs> because uh, because I see how important family um, uh, uh, is to you know we share that uh, both uh, the Hackies the Marianos family is, is the most important Mm, absolutely, and we're uh, obviously getting uh, very close, hopefully, to getting Amber on the show. Uh, question number four. In the history of Survivor, Peter, who to you is the greatest player never to have won? Um, I, um, I don't know if he was the greatest player. There's a few players that really stick with me, uh, and uh, the, the first being Rudy. Um, I mean, I loved Rudy that day. Uh, um, in my interview um, on my uh, application, who's my favorite player was Rudy because I really didn't agree with everything he said, but you know he was himself, you know, uh, and uh, you know he was honest, and there was some there was a beauty to him. Um, and recently, there was um, I can't remember Penner. Um, Penner was com- what I uh, was very admirable his command of the English language. I uh, I just I loved listening to him talk. So I hoped I never wanted him to be voted out. I don't know if he was a great player, but his command of the English language, I just wanted him to talk. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Big fan base, Peter, actually. We've had him on the show a couple of times. Does he? Yeah, he's very popular. And uh, Good answers. I like those. So, Not many people answer Rudy, but um, look, you know, I like the Rudy love, Peter. It works. <laughs> yeah, and 
I, I got to tell you, um, everyone always makes fun of Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch, uh, when I was in New York after post, uh, you know, for the, he couldn't also not have been any nicer. Um, he's very engaging. Uh, you know, he's arrogant in a, in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I, I, it's easy to make you know fun of him. He didn't pay his taxes. Uh, as, I, as a matter of fact, I was tempted. Well, when he was in prison, I truly was tempted to uh, go visit him. And then I'm now oh, he probably doesn't want to see me. Mm. Uh, but I I, uh, I always defend uh, Richard Hatch. Mm. Yeah, another popular yeah. person on the show. Absolutely. Hey, another person that was tremendous was a great player too. Is Lex? Yes. Yes. Um, Lex, uh, again, I'm going very subjective here because I'm going with people that were uh, very kind to me and my, my kids going to the different functions. Lex has um, a couple kids himself and, you know, way go out of his way um, uh, to someone that was voted out for us. To me, um, you know, it's a, he shared that Mariano. I know they had a little friction there for a while. Um, I think it's it's gone by, but I saw spot for Lex, mm-hmm. so... Well, look, there's no, as I said, no right or wrong answers. You can base these on whichever way you want to. Uh, question number five, who to you is your least favorite winner? Me, the person, okay, me, the person that was voted out first. <laughs> you think I have the right yes, or fool enough to answer that? <laughs> you know, I have no, no, I have no right answering that question. <laughs> Save that one for three years. I think you're the first ever first boot to say that. I, I applaud you for that, Peter. Good job. Uh, the final well, question... Uh, the final question the final question today. Who to you is the greatest yeah. ever player and why? I Again, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm biased. Um, um, you're allowed to be. Well, you know, it's Rob. It's uh, Rob Mariano. It's... Um, um, you know, that hockey player, smart guy from uh, Massachusetts that uh, voted me off. Had enough sense to vote me off for us. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. His first great move. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it worked, and you can always be part of that legacy then, because you are part of the Boston Rob legacy that has got on so so much into Survivor history. <laughs> Okay, Ben. <laughs> I think it works well, and I think uh, we've had a fantastic time having a chat with you here today, mate. It's um, certainly been very insightful, very entertaining. I'm glad you shared the stories with us. I certainly have learnt a lot, and my eyes have been opened, and I think for the very first time I've ever said in an interview that I was speechless. So uh, it's, it's certainly been uh, a lot of fun. Good luck with everything that's coming your way, mate. And like as we keep saying in this chat, three years' time, hopefully, who knows, we've had a first boot season, and I can chat to Peter Harkey, the winner of Survivor Season 32. Ben, wishing you uh, continued success, and I hope you hit your. Uh, I hope you get everyone on the show. And a lot of fun, as I told you. I told you that was going to be a fun interview to be had, and there you go. That was proof in the pudding as to just why that was a fun interview to be had. So thanks to Peter for giving us his time all those years ago. Next week on the show, uh, we are getting very, very close to Season 39, Survivor Island of the Idols. So we will be playing in the next couple of weeks uh, two interviews that are very much related to Survivor Island of the Idols. I'm sure you can probably figure out just exactly what they may be, but stay tuned for that as we play that for you this time next week. And, of course, outside of Survivor, we've got Lost, we've got Third Watch, we've got movie recaps, lots coming up on the Oz Network. So by all means... 
stay tuned to what we have going out there and you will be entertained as much as you are right now listening to this episode. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the relevant channels. You know what to do and we appreciate your support of the show. My name is Ben. Thanks for listening to the Oz Network. We'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.